Hey, good morning, everyone. This is the 10-Minute Money Podcast. I'm Paul Erickson and joined by John Dyer. This week, we will look at how interest works. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Great, John. So uh, I think most people know how stocks work in their portfolio, but I don't think they understand how fixed income and bonds work and how interest works with that. So can you tell us a little bit why you like fixed income and bonds? I can. I think uh, you know most people I work with know that I love dividend growth stocks, uh, but right now uh, we still need to have fixed income uh, and bonds in a portfolio. When I put my financial planning hat on, uh, you know you've heard terms like 60/40 or 70/30. Typically, that means uh, you know in a 60/40 portfolio. 60% would be in stocks or equities, and 40% would be in bonds or fixed income. And so I actually recently had a client send me an email um, asking me uh, to clarify what a T-bill was because I had uh, told them that T-bill rates had really come up, and I think it's a pretty safe, secure way to invest money for short-term needs. So... That was really the reason why I wanted to talk about that today. Oh, cool. So uh, can you explain what a T-bill is? I don't know if people really understand what that is. Yeah. So a T-bill is, the easiest way to think of it is an IOU from the United States government. A T-bill is under 12 months. So these T-bills come out in three months, six months, nine months increments. And back in 2005, 2006, I used to use T-bills a lot, uh, but then the yield went down on these. Now, today's environment, uh, you know, the fixed income landscape, I think has been the most difficult landscape to navigate over the last 10 years. Now it's starting to look a little better because interest rates are moving up. But on a T-bill, on a nine-month T-bill, I just got you know 2.6%. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Right. And, it's, and so in nine months, that expires. Um, not to dig too deep into the weeds, but these T-bills do come out as zero bonds. And so you kind of buy them at a discount, and then they mature to par at maturity. So uh, that the, so what's the what's the difference between a T bill and like a CD? Because I think most people kind of get what a CD is. They go to their bank and they get a CD, right. and it's got a little interest rate on it and right. it's a term. Yeah. So how does how does that how does a CD work then? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I think uh, you know CDs were wonderful. You know, ten twelve years ago, uh, it's a certificate of deposit which is, you know, from a bank typically. And most of the time it's a one-year or a five-year CD. You put your money into a CD, and for one year later you get your money back and interest. Uh, right now I've seen CD rates, you know, at 1%, maybe 2% for a year. Um, but they're pretty simple, pretty conservative investment, and I think depending on your circumstance can really help you. But... 
right now I'm I've just been pretty excited over a pretty boring investment, which are these T bills. And I've been talking about it more and more with people, and I think it's definitely worth a look for most people because money market rates are still in that 10 basis point. So one-tenth of 1% uh, still where most money markets are. And so if you think you're going to keep cash for under a year, uh, it's it really makes sense to look at T-bills versus money market accounts. So, uh, so you think so you think they're a good investment for short-term savers? I do exactly right. I do think they're a good investment, uh, specifically for the short-term cash needs. So, if you think, you know, you need, uh, you know, ten thousand uh, dollars maybe a year from now, and you're not sure what to do with it, if somebody came in, I would definitely talk to them about using a T-bill and at least try to make, you know, 2.4 to 2.6% on that. Um, you know, I, bonds, uh, you know, we have different forms of bonds. There's corporate bonds out there. So, you know, Apple, for instance, has bonds. But a 10-year bond today from Apple uh, will pay you about 2.8% for 10 years. Uh, and a bond is really just an IOU from a company. They promise to give your money back to you with some interest. Uh, but on the short term, again, these T-bills are are really incredible right now. Uh, they've, the rates have really moved up because the Federal Reserve has started moving rates up. And the yield curve, which I don't want to get too deep into, uh, is kind of flat right now. So that's good for short-term savers. And so finally, we can have some... Uh, some decent interest from short-term T-bills. So T-bills, CDs, bonds are pretty safe investments. Why, why are they safer than stocks? That's a great question. Um, you know, over the last hundred years, uh, you know, bonds have performed pretty well. But in down markets or, you know, recessions or bear markets, bonds typically on average perform better than stocks. And so most recessions, you'll see stocks go down at least, you know, 15 to 20%. Bonds kind of act like a rudder on a ship. They help keep that portfolio from going down, you know, that 10 or 15%. They actually preserve the assets because they're fixed income. So like a CD that has an interest rate in principal back on a bond from a company, you know, like Ford or Apple, they promise to give you your par value, your $1,000 back with interest. So as long as you wait until maturity, you get your money back. And so in a recession or a bear market, it really does help uh, act like a rudder on a ship to make those storms smoother. So I had a client uh, a couple weeks ago that has a 401k and was nervous that the market was getting, you know, we're at all-time highs. And they thought that they didn't have any bonds in their 401ks. Really? Is that the case? Do, can people invest in bonds in their 401ks? They can. That's a great question. Most people that have 401ks will have maybe 10 to 20 different mutual funds that they can invest in. And of those 20 mutual funds, at least three or four will be in a bond fund, mutual fund. So there's... a a mutual fund will hold hundreds, maybe thousands of issues in there. 
but they they work just like a bond. Uh, they will have returns just like a bond, uh, but you can have fixed income or bond mutual funds in your 401k. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, every individual is different, but I've never seen a 401k plan without bonds in them. So, so they can have a bond and then they can have a mutual fund that has a bunch of bonds in it. And the difference is there's just someone picking the bonds in the mutual fund where if you buy a bond or a T-bill, you're just buying one yourself, right? Right. Okay. So uh, that is uh, that was pretty helpful, I think. Um, so are there any other uh, short-term or fixed income strategies you like right now? Or Yeah, that's a great question. Right now, I think one of the best investments really for short-term would be T-bills, but those only go out for 12 months. And so we've laddered different uh, investments for clients where we have T-bills, so three, six, nine, 12-month T-bills. And then we'll go into like a note, a treasury note, which is a little longer than a year. You can look at, uh, you know, 18 months or two years on a treasury note. But then you have uh, a ladder, which is maturing every three to six months. And in this environment, I believe we can get higher rates within the next year to 18 months. You know, the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates uh, for sure uh, here in September and probably one more time in December. And so we should, it's really good news for savers. And so we want to capitalize on that and help, you know, our clients and our listeners uh, make the most money they can on their short-term cash needs. And uh, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Oh, that that's helpful. I think uh, I think a lot of people are, have uh, some cash saved up, and they're wondering what to do with it. But they don't want to invest in the stock market. So I think that really gives another option for people, and uh, and another way to invest their money, and where it's safe, and they can get a little bit better interest than just. Uh, with their savings account, because the savings account, you know, what are the, what's the savings account earning right now? Yeah, a savings account is still in that one-tenth to maybe two-tenths of one percent range. So the savings account really aren't, they're not paying very much for people. And so if you don't think you need this cash for the, you know, next three, six, nine months, uh, I would encourage you to, you know, talk to a financial advisor, or you can even do it yourself, um, you know, on the U.S. Treasury site. Uh, but they're really easy to buy, and we'd love to help anybody that's interested in that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. How much would you consider? How much would you say that, that a person should have in cash right now? Or what, what's your thoughts on? Yeah, that? I, that's a great question. It's going to be different for every uh, individual, but I, I like to always have cash. Sometimes I call it dry powder, uh, just in case you need it for uh, a pullback in the market. And so I think anywhere, uh, so in percentage terms, I think anywhere from 1% to 5% in cash is really useful. I think that's good advice. Thanks for the tips on fixed income and how some of these, uh, how bonds work and CDs and T-bills. I think uh, I think it sheds some light on uh, some investments that uh that people can have access to easily to get a little bit more interest out of their portfolio. So that's awesome. Great. Thanks, John. Thanks. 
Don and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 